Gallorona hunting. So you want to take a walk on the wild side, huh? My dad and I were kind of junkies for this sort of thing. Now don't get me all wrong or misled here. You want to actually see and touch the supernatural, right? You're not those kind of people who just talk about it, then chicken out. You see a horror film, and you think of plans on how to observe it and beat it. Or even how to use it to your advantage. You're the kind of person who would enjoy seeking a hunt. Unfortunately, I can't tell you how many times my father and I went out there to find nothing. It happens, you know. Can't ask the supernatural to appear on a whim. Now everyone in San Antonio knows the story of La Llorona. And any child could tell you that La Llorona walks the banks of a river, crying and seeking out the children she's drowned before she can enter the heavens. And I'm pretty sure after hearing all those stories, she's not particularly a vengeful spirit. If you don't La Llorona, you need to research her for yourself. You personally need to make a decision. I'm not going to type out her backstory for you because it takes away of your choice of whether or not you want to hunt her. So stop right here if you're a Yankee from the north or if you need a refresher on the spooky tale. You'll only fool yourself into thinking you're ready when in reality you're just unprepared. La Llorona hunting goes like this. Drive along the banks of the Guadalupe River or the San Antonio River with your car headlights off. Keep mindful of other drivers and go slowly. Listen closely to the sounds of a weeping or crying woman calling out for her babies in Spanish. Once you hear the cries, stop the car and turn it off completely. Hopefully, you might see her walking along the riverbed, crying and calling out. Just watch. Don't interrupt her or anything. And don't try to interrupt her search. It's a fun game my dad took me along on. I started this hunting when I was just four years old and I was sitting in my dad's truck as we were driving back from San Antonio. We used to hunt together until I was about six. I mentioned that most of the time when we went out hunting, nothing was actually found, except the very last time. I was six years old and it was my birthday. My dad forgot about getting me presents or even a cake, so he drove to San Antonio after getting off work, telling me that I could pick out anything I wanted. I was upset, of course, because as a kid, we all want our birthdays to be special. The idea that our parents forgot about it or didn't care enough hurts us. It was already late and the stores were all closed. I was sitting in my seat crying for the millionth time and my dad tried to appease me by buying me a chocolate shake from Whataburger. Of course, I was crying so hard that the shake just dropped out of my hand and my dad instinctively yells about the product staining the floor. He pulls over to the car wash and starts scrubbing and vacuuming the floor. Having enough of my tantrums and telling me to grow up about having a crappy birthday. Tell me that he's had it worse growing up himself. I just turned on my shoulder and I told him that I wanted to go home and I don't want to be out here anymore. My dad gets angry and stressed and slams the door shut and he tells me if I don't stop mourning over spilled milk, he'll find La Llorona 
and give me to her. He has sort of a bad temper and doesn't really think his jokes are as offensive as they seem. Summer nights in July are hot and unbearable, so when he hits the first bank of the San Antonio River outside of San Antonio, he shuts off the lights and stares at me. He finally tells me that he's sorry he forgot my birthday and that he had to work so late. He tells me that he loves me and that he's grateful for another year with his son. I wipe away the snot and tears from my face. I forgive you, Dad. I love you. He hugs me from across the seat and tells me that I can stop crying now. He'll take me back home. Mm-hmm, Dad. I'm not crying anymore, I respond. There's a moment of silence before my dad quietly says, Don't look outside. Whatever you do, don't look outside. And as a six-year-old, of course, you're gonna try to look. I try to twist my head around and all I see is a brief glimpse of a hand pressing against the passenger side, saying, over and over again followed by some sort of catholic prayer in spanish en nombre del padre del hijo del espíritu santo amén nuestro que estás en el cielo santificado sea tu nombre venga a nosotros tu reino hágase tu voluntad my dad reacts rather poorly and hastily pulling his pistol and shooting at the window twice the window glass falls down and that's when my dad realized he's rendered his child vulnerable. All I'm doing is screaming and wailing, not knowing what the hell's going on. The fucking car's not turning on. My dad is shouting. I'm crawling over the seat, forgetting my dad has a ready weapon in his lap. And the gun discharges. There's a sharp, short shock on my leg. And behind me, I can hear noises as if someone is trying to crawl through the passenger window with their whole body. From stress of the body, I throw up my mac and cheese dinner all over my dad's dashboard. I can feel a warm hand around my ankles, almost gripping it. And there's a warm light that floods the windshield. Bright white lights that encompass and burn my eyes, making them sting. High beams. High beams. Another car was traveling towards San Antonio, and he had high beams on, passing us by without stopping. My dad holds me close and kisses me, telling me that he loves me. The car turns on suddenly, and he guns the gas, holding me in his lap all the way back home. I must have passed out because I don't remember the drive, and it isn't until the morning that I see the damage. The window's completely broken. Glass is all over the passenger seat. Dried vomit is now stuck on his dashboard, and it smells like sour milk and rotting garbage. The bullet only grazed me on the shallowest surface of my skin, leaving a very unique burn mark. There's no other evidence of another person in the car. After spending a day in shock and grief, my dad cleans his car and sells it the first chance he gets on Craigslist. He immediately resolves to work on his temper and takes therapy twice a week for six years. No matter how bratty and annoying I get, he never tells me once that he'll 
give me away or kick me out. Disclaimer, I should mention that the tears of the children or the weeping of children brings out La Llorona faster. And I didn't want to tell you because I know some of you will intentionally drag your little ones out there just like my dad did to lure her in. Just remember, someone out there is always going to want your precious angels and I doubt very seriously I'll ever give them back. <laughs>